Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Kaylee Humphrey, two-time Olympic champion in bobsleigh. Hey, this is Jonathan Simpkin. I am the president of 604 Records. Hey, I'm Sam Roberts. Hi, I am Julia Bud, Bellator 145-pound, three-time world champion. Hi, this is Thomas Adora, and I'm a sex and relationship guru. Hey, what's up? This is John Humphrey, drummer for the rock band Caesar. Hey, I'm Kristen Renton. Hey, this is Troy Lacanna from Tesla. Hi, it's Captain Kirk McLean here, and you're listening to the Toddcast Podcast. The Toddcast Podcast is powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, providing complete financing and mortgage services for residential and small commercial businesses. Visit them at citywidemortgage.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. About a week ago, maybe it was 10 days, I woke up with the worst back pain that you could possibly imagine. So I'd partied a couple nights before that, and you know my stomach was kind of bloated, and, but my back had this pain that was like, If you've ever had appendicitis, like no kidding, I felt like I was straight up dying. So that morning and that day, it's changed my day-to-day life. No more eating after nine o'clock at night. I kicked coffee to the curb. Like I haven't had a cup of coffee in five, six days. I haven't had a drop of alcohol since our last blue light sessions with Joan Bessie and Jennifer Hirschman. Granted, that was, you know, only a couple of weeks back now. Uh, but in my mind, I think the next step is is getting more physically active. So I'm doing some stretches in the morning, doing some stretches at night, you know, standing up and, and moving around at work because, you know, I, I'm in front of a computer for pretty much all of my life. I mean, it's certainly all day for work. So it's time to get more active. And that's one of the reasons Everyday Athletes Gym, the owner and personal trainer, Annie Angioli, is a guest this week. She has been training for over a decade and as you would expect she says that starting up that gym huge personal career highlight i'd say opening the gym for sure Mm. has been my career highlight um because that's something that i've been working towards for a long time like i'd say i did 10 years ago i wrote down like a five-year 10-year kind of goal and the gym was on that piece of paper. I have it somewhere. Um, and I like wrote that down and I finally got to check that off when, when we got to open our doors. So that was really exciting for me. And by the way, Everyday Athletes Gym is located downtown Vancouver. It's on Homer Street, if that's ringing a bell for you. Joining personal trainer Annie Angioli is matchmaker and dating coach Jacqueline Fay. I'd say for me, like one of the things um, that makes me pretty good is I'm really intuitive. And so I can read people and it's, it's kind of like a skill that I've, I've had for a while is like, I can interview somebody and get a sense of what their, their energy is. And then I kind of intuitively know who would be a good match for them just based off their energy. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I'm like dead on and it's like ding, ding, ding. And they get married like really quickly. I mean, it's not, it doesn't always work, you know? And sometimes it's like, they might be a good match, but like, they're just not ready yet for that. But yeah, I definitely think with 
intuition is a big part. And then also you have to be patient. Um, like I have another girl who is in LA and she, you know, is matched on the West coast with me. And, uh, she's like an incredibly patient person and just, you know, is, is willing to listen and not like scream at somebody and be like, no, like you need to go out with this person, you know? So that's, that's definitely something as a matchmaker, you gotta, you gotta be patient. And we'll get to more with dating coach Jacqueline Fay later on in this podcast. You'll hear this week's musical guest in just a second. He's Better Noise Music's flagship country artist and a badass in general. Coming up shortly, and stop me if you've heard this before, pro boxer Marlon Esparza talks about the early years and how old she was when she was bitten by the boxing bug. That is powered by our good friends at FKP MMA. Learn self-defense, build your self-esteem, meet new friends, get fit. My son Levi has been going there for about a year, year and a half at around there anyway, loves it. And you will too. Check out Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com. First, our first guest of three, this week's musical guest is country rocker Corey Marks. That is brought to you by Vibe Cave Studios in East Vancouver. We teamed up with these guys about maybe four, five, six months back now, I guess. The premise is pretty simple. If you have a good song that just needs a great mix, talk to Braden. He will get things sorted. Works with all sorts of genres. Everything that he has played me is awesome. Huge mixes, killer sounds, great vibes through vibecavestudios.com in East Vancouver. So you'll know Corey Marks as a Canadian country rock singer songwriter, originally uh, made my radar not that long ago, to be honest. It was when there were stories, maybe you remember this, where he was meeting up with Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars, going to Mick's place, listening to Mick's solo album. And I thought that was like, what? Well, who is this guy? I thought that was kind of cool and I did a little bit of digging. So Corey worked with not only Mick Mars, but Travis Tritt, who is like arguably one of the, the, the best and biggest country stars of all time. And Ivan, the singer of Five Finger Death Punch, this was back in like 2015 on a song called Outlaws and Outsiders. I wrote the song back in 2015 um, and, and wrote and then um, kind of got the idea for it back on, on a tour. Um, and then when I brought, uh, you know, when we started talking about the song, I wrote it with the Churko boys and, um, you know, we recorded it once we got the better noise, uh, record deal. Well, obviously they're, they're with five finger death punch. So, uh, Kevin working with, with five finger and Ozzy and all those guys, he kind of, you know, I guess had some connections and, uh, um, he showed them the song and they were all just, you know, really stoked about it. Love the song, love the, love the sound and the message and wanted to be part of it. So it was, it was really cool. And what was I like being in the studio with those guys? Pretty cool. I bet. Hey? Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty, it was pretty wild. Um, the only one I wasn't in the studio with was, uh, was Mick. Okay. Um, I, Ivan actually gave me a phone call, FaceTime me, uh, from the studio with Kevin. Uh, and I didn't even know it was happening. And he was, he said he was in the studio recording my song. I was like, Holy shit, that's wicked. Um, yeah. And then when I was down for the CMAs in 2019, uh, I got to hang out with Travis at the Blackbird studio in Nashville and actually saw him saying his parts it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing and something I'll never forget. Yeah, man. He's like one of the best. Like, absolutely. It's cool to hear Corey talking about the backstory of working with such talented musicians. Hey, like he's done songs with Tyler from theory of a dead man, Lizzie from Hailstorm, 
as well. Of course, they've both been on the podcast before. You have a couple albums to dive into if you're not super familiar with his work. He's released uh, two albums, This Man in 15 and Who I Am in 20. His new album has streamed over 150 million times. Impressive. He went on to tour with Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert last fall. I think we talked to Corey for just over a half hour. You can hear it. You can see it right now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, all at Toddcast Podcast. We got into the shows that he's been binge watching with a little tip of the hat to the office. He also watches anything about Def Leppard and Brian Adams. We talk creativity, growing up to the music of Merle Haggard, Rush, Ozzy Osbourne, and he talked about where he was when he found out that Rush's drummer, Neil Peart, had died. I, yeah, he was like a hero to actually have his drumsticks and stuff in a case and all that. He was a hero to me. Um, <clears throat> that's one of my biggest, um, like, influences ever growing up on Rush. And, yeah, um, yeah I remember uh, getting to the house and actually my girlfriend and I were just on our way to head to Aurelia for Mike Tyson's stand-up, uh, his, 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 his show that he was doing. And Pause. also a huge fan of him. <laughs> Pause. How was that? It was incredible. Holy was awesome. shit! You saw that? Yeah, I saw that at the uh, at the Aurelia uh, the Aurelia Casino. Um, yeah. This was yeah, but two two years ago or three years ago now. And I walked in the door, and I my phone was just blowing up. I had like my brother text me, "Hey man, are you okay?" And then I had like old high school friends like that knew me when I was a drummer, like in high school, like playing on desks or like when I was like six years old, Mm -hmm. you know, they remember me always talking about rush and, or not, sorry, not six years old, but in sixth grade. And, um, you know, these friends that I haven't talked to in like 12 years, really like, man, I'm so sorry, but I'm like, what the hell is going on? And my brother called me and, and, and told me, and man, I, I like, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I cried. I called my dad and he was actually putting gas in and uh, at the pump and uh, it just kind of went silent when i told him he's like no and, I, and uh he's like okay hey, I, I i gotta go i'll call you i'll call you back in, in a little bit so mm-hmm. i could tell that kind of it hit him too and that's what really hit me because my dad you know is like i love my dad a lot so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And obviously i love i love mama too very much but um yeah i know to hear him like you know dad you could tell he's choked up oh like, you damn. lump in your throat and you're like oh, oh here yeah we go. here we go yeah man. yeah so yeah, it was emotional, and uh, we listened to Rush all the way down. My girlfriend and I cranked, uh, and of course, I have time stand still uh, tattooed uh, right there. That's in memory of Neil Peart, actually. Okay, think of it. It says kick drum saying twenty one twelve, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, huge fan. But yeah, we just we listened to uh, Rush all the way down uh, for the hour and a half drive and all the way back. But mm-hmm. watching Mike Tyson stand up was pretty pretty amazing too. <laughs> I, I, I put a smile on your face after that kind of news. No shit, man. I heard about that. And like, <laughs> I've never talked to anybody that went. And like, was was he legit funny? Oh yeah, man. The way he, the way he just tells stories, it's almost like I mean, you know, it's like a it's like a bio, really. Um, you know, when you mm-hmm. read those those bio books of these of these, you know, famous people in their lives, uh, you get the good, bad, and the ugly, and he he told it all, and you know it was it was great it was you know it was <clears throat> sad exciting intense and, and funny like everything like, i mean when like you think of mike tyson yeah when you think of mike tyson i mean think of the life he had and and who he was and in his prime and all that you could you can imagine there's a lot of great stories to be told isn't it crazy that you remember where you were 
when you heard the news that a well-known person had passed away that directly influenced your life. So as we tend to do, we got into it with Corey. Uh, He shared a great story about Odds drummer, Brian Adams drummer, Pat Stewart from the 2015 CCMAs uh, in Edmonton, Alberta. He told a near-death story about cliff jumping and why he's a diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Uh, My dad's from Toronto. Um, So going over to Papa and uh, Grandma's house, when we were little kids and have watched the Leaf game with, with grandma and dad and, and everybody, we just kind of blue and white to the bone, man. Yeah, fair enough. And so how do you feel about this year? So, so far, so good. Like they're looking pretty good. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's a great series so far. I think, I think that's what I've been saying. I think every, every series is really exciting. Yeah. Um, these playoffs, you don't, you really, anything can happen. I mean, you look at LA is shocking the, shocking everybody now. I mean, I know Oilers won in overtime, uh, but I don't think anyone really thought that it'd take overtime for the Oilers every game. So, and I mean, you know, Toronto's back and forth. I don't think uh, anyone expected Boston to lose and, and the Islanders over Carolina. So it's, it's exciting. I don't know. I always just, you know, obviously hope for the best, but um, well, it's great. Know, so let's the, go. <laughs> yeah. The, the clean slate though. That's the thing. Like sure. You had a good normal season. But like postseason is a different animal. Totally, totally different, man. Yeah, yeah. You see it. You look at you look at the hits. You look at the block shots. It's just, man, mm-hmm. it's there. Well, they kept uh, McDavid off the scoreboard on the first game, which was surprising. Yeah. Like, how do you keep? The, how do yeah. you do that? Well, it, it happens. <laughs> imagine, imagine a an Edmonton Leafs final, and then they they videotape Bettman and his head slowly <laughs> blows up yeah that would be uh man that would be something yeah you got to think Corey's feeling pretty good about it right now the fact that the leafs actually made it through the first round of the nhl playoffs good for you guys i guess i shouldn't mock too much the canucks didn't even make it in uh we talked about how he almost was on the upcoming Nickelback tour. He told a story about seeing Mike Tyson's stand-up comedy. I've heard that that is actually really good. We talked about first concerts. We talked about families and he shared his so far career highlight. You know what? I'll say, um, one career highlight. There's been many, but I'm going to say, uh, being the first, uh, ever Canadian country artist to have a U.S. top 10 rock radio. And it also gave Travis Tritt his first uh, U.S. Top 10 at Rock Radio, which was pretty awesome. Uh-huh. And Ivan Moody's first first uh, country hit. And I'll never forget, he uh outside of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, before he was walking back on his bus before the show. Um, he said hi to my dad and everything. And as we're walking back to my bus, and he's going back to his, he says, hey, man, wait a second. I never got a chance to thank you. I said, for what, man? He's like, thanks for, for giving me my first ever country hit, me considered into, you know, country music. and and uh a top 10 and a, and a gold record it was like holy shit wow so that that, that was pretty cool so how do you uh, fu- the fact that they're all stoked on that yeah fuck yeah how do you find out about that is that your manager or like who tells you that that you're top 10 um well yeah, tell you like, that? uh no well, it's your oh like the the um like that i'm the first to do it yeah um yeah we just we just figured it out i mean if you there's there's no one else who's who's done it i mean there's um, you know, we consider the fact that Dallas Smith is, you know, a singer default, right? But um, good buddy, yeah. Yeah. So like a guy like him where um he definitely got they they went number one, I believe, multiple times in the States at, at Rock Radio. 
Well, him, um, him and, and Joey Moy. Do you know Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another good buddy. So, that, like, holy fuck, can that kid write? Can that kid produce? Like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever met Joey, but obviously, I've, I'm very aware of his success and mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, what he's been doing. Um, but I think Dallas is the like tech, like, you know, um, as a, as a, you know, he did it with default as a, as a rock band, right? Right. But as a solo Canadian country artist, yeah, we. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. That's yeah, so I'm 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 pretty you know I I just think it's really cool. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of it's changing that lane a little bit. So hopefully that that kind of stuff just keeps happening. Toddcast podcast musical guest visits are powered by Vibe Cave Studios in East Vancouver. Huge mixes, killer sounds, great vibes. Visit them at vibecavestudios.com. Stop me if you've heard this before. 
on the Toddcast Podcast. Flyweight pro boxer Marlon Esparza won bronze at the 2012 Olympics in London. She's the first American woman to qualify for the Olympics in the first year that women's boxing was an Olympic event. You almost overlooked the fact that it took the Olympic Committee that long to make women's boxing an official event. She's the WBC, WBA, and the ring flyweight champ. And you'll know Marlon from outside the ring as well. She's been in an ad for PETA. She was in a Spanish TV commercial for Coca-Cola, was endorsed by CoverGirl, and she's the subject of the CNN documentary In Her Corner, Latino in America 2. Great to talk to arguably one of the best all time. Her record is 13-1, signed with Golden Boy in 17. She went for the WBA interim female featherweight title at the tail end of 19, which ended in a technical decision after an accidental headbutt. She won her last match against Eva Guzman, back in August of 22. As you would expect, the bulk of the interview is dedicated to boxing and the sport, but we talked about COVID and its effect on her career, if any, how she was binge-watching Game of Thrones at the time, how she's never been to a concert. What is that, right? CBD usage in high-impact sports came up. She shared a near-death story. And stop me if you've heard this before. Marlon talked about what it is about boxing and how old she was when she got bitten by the bug. I started boxing when I was 10, but I would say 11 because that's when I started fighting. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was weird. I Now that I'm older, I have to think about it. You know, when I was like 16, it was like, oh, okay, kind of barely started still. Mm-hmm. But when I'm now that I'm like 30, it's like, yeah, how did you do that? Or what was going on in your head? <laughs> and it was, it, I think about it a lot. Like, what was wrong with you? But um, it was more of like, so my dad grew up, uh, around boxing. He liked it a lot. He tried it, but he never fought. Okay. And he likes soccer. He's Hispanic. Um, he's from Juarez, from Mexico. So he likes soccer and, and boxing. And my dad used to work out of town a lot. So when he was home, I would be stuck to his side, very much a daddy's girl, still am. And I would watch boxing with him all the time, and I just didn't realize that it was only guys. And it was something that I wanted to try, and when I tried it, I think I liked it a lot more than I was ready for. Right. I, I knew it was something I wanted to try, but I didn't, yeah, there was a lot of things that I wanted to try, but I don't really care for them too much. And I just got really lucky, I think, that I found uh, something that I care about so much so early. And I think that's kind of why I've done, you know, okay for myself in, in the in the boxing world. Stop Me If You've Heard This Before on the Toddcast Podcast is powered by FKP MMA, Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com.
song for Emily Chambers is called Exit Sign. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, you'll see that one live uh, as we should have a show with Emily on Saturday, May 20th. So we're just, what, 10, 11 days away at Blue Light Studio, East Vancouver. It's another Toddcast podcast, Blue Light Sessions. It's acoustic. There's a Q&A. You do get to ask questions as well if you like to. Keep in mind, these nights are filmed. We make videos and stuff and post them online. So if you don't want your pretty little mug in there, you might want to sign a, a disclaimer waiver. I don't know that we actually have those, but we I guess we would make them or just, you know, put on a mask. Wouldn't that be weird to put on a mask? So it's 20 bucks in advance through eventbrite.ca, eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E dot C-A. Search out Toddcast Podcast. You can't miss it. It's 25 bucks if you want to gamble and wait for the door. Uh, Doors are at 7 o'clock. The show will start at 8. It'll go till about 10 o'clock, something like that. Hopefully you can make it out. Emily is actually coming up. She used to live here in Vancouver, but she is coming up from Nashville to play the show. And apparently it's the only one she's playing here in Vancouver. So it is going to be a great night. Played you Redwoods. That was their new song called Witch Hunt. They're queued up as well. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not right now. But anyway, they, they, they are queued up to play a podcast show next month. We haven't announced this yet, but I will right now, I suppose. On Friday, June 16th, we'll get all of the details out in within a couple of weeks from right now. All of our socials will be plastered with it. So coming up in just a few minutes in Listen to This, The Walking Dead, The Wire, and more actor, Chad L. Coleman talking about his four years in the army as a cameraman. Very interesting story. That is powered by six year sponsor, Tedco RV supplies in Langley, RV service and repairs, ICBC accredited. You can find them on Facebook. They're on Twitter as well through Tedco RV supplies. First, the second of three Toddcast guests this week, our sporting guest, everyday athletes, gym owner and personal trainer, Annie Angioli, that's powered by Hand Over Hand Textiles in Vancouver. Naturally dyed goods for your home, for your body. We're talking about bandanas and dish dishcloths, uh, socks and shirts and scarves and pillows, and you'll love their work. 
top notch and they only use pure plant extracts, natural fibers. So in fact, indeed it is good for mother earth. Locally owned here in Vancouver, locally operated, find them through handoverhandtextiles.com. They're also on Instagram as well. So off the top mentioning that I, I had a really bad day about like a week ago, 10 days back, and it spurred me into asking Annie if she would be a guest of the podcast. I woke up feeling like garbage. I felt terrible, bad back, the worst it had been in like a long, like decades long, bloated stomach. I felt terrible. I felt like garbage for the whole day, the complete day. So cue up the Tylenol, acetaminophen, no food, water. That's it. I was rough. So in comes personal trainer, Annie Angioli. And some advice, if you're struggling to find motivation, like me, to get fit, to find the time to work out, to be good to your body. Um, that's tough because people have some intrinsic motivation if they sign up for personal training, um, and pay the money for it. There is some, like, they're taking action with themselves to do that. So, uh... I don't know if you've heard of the trans theoretical model of, of change before, but there's like your pre contemplation phase where you haven't even thought of making a change um, with yourself and then contemplation. And then you start to take action. And then um, basically you can switch, like slip back, mess up a little bit, and then you can go on. So it's not like a linear thing. You can kind of go back and forth between that. Um, but I like to think of people that are signing up for training or starting the fitness program really in that action phase. Um, so they do have some kind of motivation. Um, and if you can go back to why they started and what's important for them to make that change, um, in the first place, then you can really keep people going because Mm. if it's just to say, lose weight because your doctor said so it's gonna be really easy to quit because someone else is telling you whereas if i need to be able to walk up the stairs because i gotta help my kids um, get ready for school in the morning and do something else um throughout the day or i gotta be able to you know wipe down the kitchen and cook and clean um for myself and my family then that's when you really uh can make a change for yourself you got to find what's important for the person yeah. So it's it's basically just a gentle reminder of the core of why they signed up to do it in the first place. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes that's all you, you really need, right? Just a little kick in the ass, a reminder of why it's important to stay on top of your health, your fitness. So the full talk with Annie is close to half hour long. You can hear it. You can see it on our social media platforms, all at Toddcast Podcast. Of course, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're everywhere. Uh, talked a, a bunch about fitness and that world as you would expect, but we got into lifestyle stuff too, like hanging out with friends and binge watching yellow jackets, the Mandalorian, the importance of drinking water. Water is super important. The music that was in her house as a kid growing up. Oh my goodness. Um, my, I grew up in a like very Christian household. So, uh, praise 106.5 was okay. like on 24 seven. 
um with my mom my dad actually my mom still listens to that uh if ever i go in the car with her she loves it right um but for me personally i like pretty much anything like uh my sister was probably a big influence with most things uh, but i listened to like i don't know rap rock pop mm. l- literally anything even now i'll put something on be like oh yeah that sounds cool listen to that like anything between i don't know justin bieber and slipknot (laughs) nice so (laughs) love it and so older sister or younger sister yeah an older sister older sister okay how much by how much yeah eight years eight years holy shit that's a big difference so i was the annoying little sister (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I've always found it super interesting to hear about the music in somebody's life. It says a lot about who you are and maybe even about like why they are the way that they are. Right. So we got into a lot of stuff with Annie, as mentioned, uh, she's born in, in, and raised here in Vancouver. We talked about her favorite cheat food. She loves poutine. Who doesn't first concerts came up, uh, soccer and the Super Bowl. She tore her ACL. She had the surgery, talked about that. We gushed about our dogs. She shared her thoughts on meal plans, gambling, and lotto tickets came up as well. I'll buy a lottery ticket every once in a while. Hope for the 50 million. (laughs) What would be the first thing you would do after you set up all your family and all that? And like, what, what would be the first frivolous thing you do? I think the first thing I would do would be go traveling to as many places as I could probably. Yeah. Um, Cause I haven't been to that many places. Uh, so yeah, I just want to see the world and like experience it. Cause I feel like I've been working so much and you only get a certain amount of time off that it's really hard to experience. And so there are cultures and places until you have the time and the money to just go somewhere for a month or two months or a year or whatever. I know. Like, I, I think I'd make a very good, rich person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, would be, where would I be would the, the first same. go? Yeah, I would do the same thing. I, I would just travel the world and, like, not worry about the money and, and all that, right? Like, they say it can't buy you happiness, but it sure can buy you a lot of shit. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, you're able to make a lot of other people happier and your life easier. So red truck beer, nothing delivers like a red truck official beer of the Todd cast podcast. I'm still playing your game. 
The Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. You know actor Chad L. Coleman from his work on multiple shows. He's Tyrese in like one of the biggest shows of all time, The Walking Dead. He's cute in The Wire, which is a brilliant show if you haven't seen it. He's Zed in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And when you want to start talking about binge-watching shows, that series, Always Sunny, like golden. He's in The Orville with Seth MacFarlane. He was in The Green Hornet, Horrible Bosses. He's in the remake of the 77's miniseries Roots. Lawrence Fishburne is also in that. Love talking to him about all of his work behind the camera, but I think just as interesting to hear about the things that are going on in his world, like Free Will. We talked about aliens and comic books and his first concert. Basketball and football came up. The superpower of invisibility. He brought up the Obamas, a curiosity, career highlights. Dude, super chill, really laid back, engaged in the conversation. Here Chad talks about serving four years in the U.S. Army as a video cameraman. Listen to this. I was a video cameraman and I was doing, um, I was working in communications. I did radio and TV. Yeah, and this is like all prior to you acting, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I already I was acting in high school. Uh, You know, seriously, I already knew, and I did one year of college at VCU because inevitably I was supposed to go to NYU to school of the arts, and uh, things fell apart because Ronald Reagan made some choices that took uh, a real opportunity from me. But you know, I kept moving, and so once I went to VCU for a year, it's a wonderful school great training ground but i was so advanced in what i was taught in high school from my teacher who had gone to the american academy of dramatic arts so i was already learning so much uh technique that you know you you get bored fast when you know things that other people are just trying to learn for the first time yeah you just kind of sitting around exactly so i decided to go into the military and i said you know i love communications So let me go and see if I can find a vocation that will allow me to not struggle when I get to New York. And so that was the idea behind it. And I walked in and and asked, what do you have in communication? And they had an audiovisual specialist. It was a brand new job, 84 Foxtrot, because they name everything, you know. And um, they showed me that I could travel all around the world shooting video, photography, uh, being in the studio, recording things. And I was like, wow, that's for me. So that's what I did. And yeah, it was the most amazing experience. I got to see, pretty much see the world. And um, everywhere from Alaska to Japan. Uh, so it was an incredible experience. So much time in Germany, the Netherlands. And, um, yeah, just just an amazing time. And then I and I came out and went on to New York and went on to pursue my career and found out quickly that all those four years in the army didn't mean much to the the world out there when you're trying to compete with all these other big time communication schools, especially when you're in New York, did not get one job interview. (laughs) Not even one. I put the resume together. No one called. And so the first thing I ended up doing was being a stand-in on the Cosby Show. And, uh, and I just kept moving from there. 
Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Visit them on Facebook and Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. almost like you get a little bit of foreshadowing with what we're doing with the Blue Light Studio in East Vancouver with this podcast. I say tongue-in-cheek. The band is called Gone Sugar Die and a new song for the podcast. I guess kind of a new song for them as well. It's called Die Alone and maybe they'll play that one. You'll get a chance to see them play for the podcast next month. Really looking forward to getting some stories out of those boys. You heard Chase the Bear and that was their song called Heartache and they are opening up the night for Brass Camel at the Wise Hall, East Vancouver on Saturday. This Saturday, in fact, May 13th. This should be a great night. Both bands absolutely bring it live. Uh, they both played for the podcast over the years. Uh, got a group of buddies coming to that show. In fact, if if you're going, maybe we'll see you there as well. Uh, speaking of live music, uh, you can find a small list of shows that's happening you know, locally here in Vancouver in the area with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show or maybe you're checking it out, if it's 
Indie. Let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. And seeing a lot of summer shows starting to be announced right now and hoping that none fall. And I know this is a bit self-serving, but I hope none fall during my time uh, in Tofino this year. We've been going to Ocean Village Resort right on Mackenzie Beach for like eight, nine years straight now. It's such a great place to just, you know, unplug and and recharge the batteries, little A-frame cabins right on the water and looking forward to it every year. The kids absolutely love it there. I think I might love it more than them, but, you know, playing in the ocean and searching for crabs and looking for starfish and little eels in those tide pools and, you know, making fires on the beach and watching the sunset, sunrise. We have 12 days booked this year and the countdown oh she's officially on dina and her staff do a fantastic job always great to visit those guys as well anyway i'm going off on a bit of a tangent now point is ocean village in tofino you cannot beat it all right our final guest of episode 303 is matchmaker and dating coach jacqueline fay this week's entertainment lifestyle guest powered by sacred meds canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary get oils hash all kinds of edible peyote and whole bunch more fantastic website i don't know that i've seen anyone better at registry mention that you've heard about them through this podcast it will instantly upgrade your profile on their website so jacqueline fay is the ceo and founder of idl i deserve love she's also an author of several books including attracting the love of your life 30-day manifestation guide She's also the fairy matchmaker, celebrity matchmaker, and love expert. Listen to her talk about how social media has changed the dating game. So social media has changed the dating game in like a lot of ways. Uh, The first way is, is that everybody filters their pictures um, because Instagram has (laughs) all these really cool filters now that I'm guilty of using myself. Right. Um, and so all the girls have super filtered pictures, which is not so good for dating because you see these people. And then when you meet them in person, they really don't look as much like their pictures as you were hoping they would. Mm-hmm. And it's no matter like how actually beautiful they are, it's, you know, it's like a little bit of a disappointment. So that's definitely changed things a lot. And then also, I think the fact that you can see what everybody's doing on social media is not helpful uh, once you start dating somebody because you can find pictures of them with their exes. You can find, you know, you're like, oh, you said you couldn't meet last night, but you were at this party with blah, blah, blah instead. Like, you can Mm -hmm. really find out what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's almost like when you get into a relationship, you want to ditch that stuff anyway. Like, what not the whole point of you being on social media is to maybe... Or I guess if you're, you know, looking to hook up or whatever, isn't that the whole point? Like once you find, why would you even want to be on social media after that anyway? Yeah, no, I I agree. But, you know, some people are on it for their work and stuff. I feel like there's a lot of influencers um, on social media Mm. in, in all different fields, which is interesting. Like a couple of my clients that I work with that are men are like plastic surgeons that are in the social media. So they're always like posting their before and after pictures and stuff. So, I mean, I think people are still on it, but I think that is a good point. I think it's just like early on in the relationship when people first start dating and they're still dating other people that they can see that on their social media. 
No doubt, right? Like, no surprise, really. Social media is a killer. I couldn't even imagine having to go on those dating apps and dating sites now, like, regardless of the age, 20, 30, 40, 50, I'm almost 50, like, no thanks, no thanks to any of those ages. So we covered a lot of ground with Jacqueline talking about dating a friend's ex. Jealousy came up growing up to the music of Johnny Cash, Meatloaf, Billy Joel, Uh, And with Jacqueline starting her career studying psychology with a focus on neuro-linguistic programming, basically, why do we act the way that we do in relationships and why do we pick the partners that we pick, wanted to get her thoughts on red flags that you should watch out for at the beginning of a relationship. Um, I think a lot of people play games. And you would think that, you know, because everybody's, you know, we match people from like 20s to 80s. And I see it happen. There's really no age group. But they'll be like, oh, I didn't text this person back because I thought I should wait a couple days because I didn't want to seem too interested. And then like, you know, the other person gets annoyed because they're like, oh, they must not be interested in me. So I think a lot of the times the the game playing is what really just hinders people from having a true authentic connection. Mm. And and what do you think are those red lights that, you know, maybe we don't see because we're kind of, you know, enamored and, you know, at the very start, you kind of let shit slide that you necessarily wouldn't maybe a year or two into the relationship. But like, what are some of those red flags, like right out of the gate that we're just kind of letting happen that shouldn't happen? I feel like people are lonely. And so they don't want to see these red flags because they really just want a relationship so bad. But like the red flags are like, if you're on a first date and you guys are at a restaurant and one person is like, mean to the server that is a red flag because if they're they don't treat everybody the same Mm -hmm. at some point you're going to be the person that they're going to be you know treating unkindly so that's a big thing is is not being nice um another red flag that is like really early on that you can see is that if they just keep talking about themselves, they don't ask you any questions and they just literally talk about themselves the whole entire dinner. That's, that's a narcissist. And that's going to be a tough relationship to be in. Um, so those are, those are a couple red flags. Also, if they're on their phone and they're texting, you know, this is like a first date sort of thing. And they're, you know, they're texting, they're texting, they're texting. They're not even fully paying attention to you. They're wanting their eyes wandering around the the restaurant. Like these are red flags that you can see super early on. Or the guy's checking out the waitress as she's walking away, placing the order, you know, sketchy. Yeah, that's a big a yeah. big red flag is the wandering eye that you can see. Yeah. Of course, keep in mind, some of those red flags go beyond just the early stages of relationships, obviously, right? The full talk with Jacqueline is 22 minutes long. You can hear it. You can see it. Another one of those Zoom chats. Thanks, Zoom. On our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube accounts, of course, plastered all over our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like normal, we went further with Jacqueline than what she's known for, talking about binge watching, shrinking, Golden Girls, huh? And Bob's Burgers. Great show. Her time guesting on CBS came up. First concerts, hers was Dave Matthews Band, mine was uh, Dr. Hook. Do you even want to get out of the friend zone? We talked about superpowers, 
remembering your dreams. I don't remember them ever, usually ever. And Jacqueline shared a near-death story that could happen to anyone. This is scary. Yeah, I mean, it happened to me recently, to be honest. So I uh, we moved to Florida. I lived in California. And I never... I never knew like mold was a thing. And in Florida, apparently mold is a thing. So we bought this house and we moved there not knowing very much about it. And it had black mold in it. And um, I got really, really sick. Um, And this, this was like last year, this was recent. And there was literally a point in time where I got so skinny. I was like, I, it was ridiculous. I was like 88 pounds and like, I couldn't gain weight to save my life. And, um, I literally thought I was going to have to be on a feeding tool, uh, tube. Like I, it was bad. And, uh, yeah. So I ended up, um, getting into like oxygen and doing ozone therapy and hyperbaric chamber and, um, um, I really crazy things like actually sounds was the thing that was the most healing to remove the the black mold from your, your body. Because what happens is the mold can actually grow inside of your body, which is really scary and horrible. Mm-hmm. But so I am better now. We just kind of like, was it like a respiratory thing? Like you eventually started it just started- shit or like, what was it? It started as a sinus infection. So I had a sinus infection that lasted for three months that wouldn't go away. And I finally just, I went on antibiotics a couple of times and I finally just had to go to the um, the doctor. And, you know, they, after a third round of antibiotics, the sinus infection went away, but the mold, I guess, had gone through my sinuses and kind of went to my brain and went into my nervous system it, it was insane. Like, um, I, yeah, so it's like a real thing. Um, so you should definitely get your house tested for that. I now know. Um, yeah, so wow. that was that was scary. Entertainment guest visits are powered by Sacred Meds, Canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary. Visit sacredmeds.com and mention you heard about them through the podcast to open up a hidden category on their website. Like an angel in torn up denim with the whiskey halo, yeah. I wanna dive deep with you in this dive bar. You're in the dark, you're still in my heart. Yeah, girl, you know what you're doing, yeah. I love the way you're moving, self control. I say we lose it, baby, give me that green light. Here's the truth, don't doubt about it. I ain't here to dance around it. Tell me, girl, yeah, how's it sounding? Let me lay it off.
I don't know what it is. Last couple, two, three months, I have been getting into country rock in a big, big way. His name, he's local, by the way, from Vancouver. His name is Matt Cairns, and a new song for him called Skip the Small Talk sounds absolutely killer. I uh, wanted to make his last show, it's a couple of months back now, uh, but I can't remember what it was. I couldn't make it, but we'll be definitely keeping an eye on his social media feed, and I definitely want to catch one of his, his shows. He's always posting these quick little videos here and there. And, and you can tell that he's just going to be absolutely fantastic in person. So we're looking forward to next week. You should be too, as, uh, as we have 12 guests and they share their near death stories. So he's not a guest next week on the podcast, but check out UFC Octagon announcer, Bruce Buffer's story. Surfing. Surfing. Uh, yeah, surfing. I know I died surfing once back in 19, uh, I'm not it was 81 or 82 when the big swell hit in California. Um, broke my board in half from a wave uh, slamming it, went out and my cord got caught around a rock when you're paddling out and the big set came through and I got shoved underneath the rock. And You know, it was, a, it, was a, it was one of those situations that, you know, I finally made it to the surface, but it was, without going into full detail, it was definitely the closest death experience I've ever had in my life. And you know, the crazy thing is, is you can ask anybody that you know, hey, do you have a near death story? And I bet you the majority, like nine out of 10, eight out of 10 people will probably say, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, I've got like a couple. I've got a couple, two, three, in fact. So next week, near-death stories, including George Thorogood, late Pantera drummer Vinnie Paul, UFC fighter Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling, NHRA drag race champ Del Warsham, Real Housewives of Dallas alum Carrie Duber, former This Hour Has 22 Minutes star Sean Majumder, and a whole bunch more. Of course, big thanks to this week's guests as well, country rocker Corey Marks. Dude, great to connect, and it's crazy to see how our worlds kind of collided. It was I, mean, I super rad, I think. Looking forward to crushing a, a beer or six the next time you're in Vancouver. Everyday Athletes gym owner and personal trainer Annie Angioli, thank you so much for the quick turnaround. You saved my bacon a bit there. Great to talk to you and congrats, of course, on starting up the gym during COVID of all times. Uh, and, you know, maybe think about sponsoring the podcast. I'd be happy to get the word out for you. And dating coach, I had to. And dating coach and matchmaker, Jacqueline Fay, I love your Instagram account. You do great work. Love your vibe, your overall everything. Stoked that you were down to be a guest. So thank you. And that's going to do it for this one. Episode 303 in the bag. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, as usual, please tell your friends about us. Of course, word of mouth is a big way that we grow. Subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, comment, and rate the podcast that helps out with the search results and all that. So search it out through what else? Toddcast podcast. Huge thanks to all of our stellar sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you and your business would like to sponsor the podcast for as little as 10 bucks a day. All right, let's have a beer. Let's have a coffee. See what's up. Contact info is at the homepage. Again, toddhancock.ca. If you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission. All right. Keep that in mind. If you know a business that gets outside the box advertising, lots of social media love getting on a podcast. It's pretty cool. Lots of great guests. Let them know about us. We'll take it from there. All right. Till next time. Don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast podcast powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, dedicated to helping you find the best mortgage rates available seven days a week at 
citywidemortgage.ca. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 